You're listening to Innovative Minds with Melanie Francis, where we talk to some of the top thought leaders, business leaders, and marketers around the globe. Tune in every Thursday and spark your mind. And now, let's get into it. Welcome back to Innovative Minds. This is going to be a really different podcast that I've ever done before and I'm super nervous about it because I'm actually going to be having a really incredible guest who helps founders like me, CEOs, from startup all the way to mid to all the way to really super successful work on their mindset. And she's been working with multiple clients. We share clients together and she's got phenomenal reviews. I'm super excited to introduce Tracy Clark, a mindset and leadership coach onto my podcast. And actually for the first time, take me through this whole coaching and mindset is all about because many of us think there's so many coaches and there's so many people out there and they're trying to sell us something. And we sort of kind of go, you know, I don't need that coaching. Like what is it actually about? So I asked Tracy to come on for the first time and say, you know what, take me through what it is that all this leadership and mindset stuff is about. And actually, instead of talking me through it on a podcast, take me through it. So welcome, Tracy. Thank you very much for that wonderful introduction, Melanie, and it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, And I look forward to wherever we go with this. Well, I'm super nervous because I'm like, oh my God, am I going to go into a moment where, you know, that I'm going to be super uncomfortable because, you know, everyone's listening on. So, you know, I'm like super, super nervous and excited at the same time to do it. But this is like, you know, the most vulnerable I've ever been to let people in to experience this. It's a first for everything. I'm very open, but yeah, it is nerve wracking um, to do it. But I'm going to let you take over my podcast for the first time, a guest is taking over my podcast and take me through one of these mindset leadership multiplier effect, as I know that you call it as well. So take me through this journey and concept. Absolutely, Melanie. And, you know, I'd say I love your approach and I love your open-mindedness. And that is part of the beauty of when people come into coaching. The more open they are, the more they're going to get out of it because we're all on a journey of growth and sometimes we don't really know where we're at and then we don't really know how much potential we have sitting inside us that we can really unlock and that's what I love doing I love talking to my clients about possibility imagining what else they might be able to 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 create and who they might be able to become because this is a concept I use a lot. And I know on certain posts, you and I have interacted on this. So let me tell you a little bit about a multiplier, because this is a concept that people are often intrigued about. And a multiplier is a leader like yourself who has a specific mindset and identity and then extracts and expands their own potential and that of their teams. And the cumulative effect of that is that they then multiply their results, their profits, their income, and most importantly, their impact. 
because I love to work with, with founders. And you and I, as you say, we have shared clients who they really want to disrupt industries. So this is where the multiplier comes in. It enables them to take that step maybe into the unknown and play indeed with impossibility. You know, a lot of people, I'll tell you maybe a little bit more about this because a lot of coaching, Melanie, works very much on, on actions and tasks, right? What do I need to do to make, to get X results? But I believe that the magic actually comes at a deeper level, deeper level. So if we go one step deeper into the mindset, when you work at your mindset and your thinking, then your thinking impacts your actions. So you're getting a greater level of change. And then if we take this even deeper, your identity and how you think of yourself then impacts your thinking, your feelings, your actions, and of course your results. So that's really what I love to do. So Melanie, maybe I can ask you, how long have you had Innovative Minds uh, podcast going for? We've had it for almost a year now. We're coming up to a year next month, month after, I think. Yeah. Perfect. And how did it feel? Maybe two or three years before that, would you ever have thought of yourself as doing this podcast? Or did it seem something like something a little bit out of, I'm going to say out of your reach, but out of your comfort zone, shall we say? Yeah, it's interesting. I think back before doing it, I used to look up at people that would do it and go, how do they do that? You know, like who's actually going to listen to it if I did it? So I kind of looked up at people that were doing it and how do they get the time to do that, you know? So I think that was like out of reach potentially in my mind at that moment because I just didn't know how to do it. probably didn't even come to me to be honest because I was so much earlier in my business journey that, you know, like doing a podcast could really help you build your brand and get great content continuously. And how does it feel now to be doing this podcast, whereas if you look back how you were before? Yeah, I think now I look back, I feel super grateful now to where I've gotten to. Like I'm, I'm super grateful looking back that I've achieved it and I've stayed consistent with it, you know, like it feels like, wow, that's such a great achievement. Fantastic. And do you feel like there's been a shift in how you think of yourself? I don't think I have shifted the mindset on how I think of myself because I do the podcast. I think other people may have shifted, but I don't think I've worked on shifting my own self-esteem where it was I still feel like I've not enough or I'm not reaching enough of where I want to be okay okay and do you have a feeling in your mind Melanie of where you would like to be what is that next level what does that next level of Melanie look like what impact would you be having That's a really deep question. 
I think that we often don't get to think about that often because we're so in the runt of trying to make things happen in the moment. I think the version of myself that I look at in the future is I'm a multi-channel brand that is helping people and empowering people, empowering women, men, and really making them know that, you know, content is so powerful. And I want to be someone that when I say something, people really respect that or they feel empowered by the message that I give them. That You know, I went from here to here and they can also transform just like that, you know. So that's who I want to be is like someone that people literally can learn from, grow from, follow the journey and really feel impacted and have similarities. Like they feel like, yeah, she's been through that, you know, and she's been through that. So, yeah, I want to be that person that people want to hear the story and feel empowered by the story. How beautiful. That sounds absolutely amazing. And would you say that there's maybe a gap between where you are now and that version of Melanie that you just described that is really connecting and empowering and transforming people's lives? Super powerful questions. It's funny how we don't think enough about it. I think what sometimes is stopping it to where I want to go is just going out there and I know all the steps now. Sometimes the steps weren't clear. But, you know, I know to be multi-channel, I need to bring out more different types of stories and content to help message all parts of me because right now you only see main facade of me, which is that how I help on LinkedIn and that's my main criteria of content that I serve to my community is, you know, how you can stay on top of the game. But what I'm not coming out and probably doing is more of an empowerment piece of, you know, the transformation journey that I've had and to produce that type of content maybe because I feel that when I did that I got such huge virality when I was doing that but I felt like almost like I don't want to be that overdone person or something you know like it's what I want to be but it's like I don't want to be that person that's like I guess I feel I don't want to be a Kim Kardashian type of person on LinkedIn or to people but in many ways, I want to be exactly like that. Is that, it's weird. Like, I don't want to post about like, oh, I'm like pout and all that. But in many ways, she's impacting and influencing. Like there's lots of parts of our very much respect. But it's not the brand of, you know, like just like kind of standing there in the middle of nowhere and creating that kind of content. It kind of feels like uh, fake. I don't want to be fake. So that's a mindset that's maybe holding me back. But I know from the steps I need to bring in the bigger layer of team to help me create that empowerment content. But let's bring this back to you because I love what you're saying there. You want to take that next level, but you've got Kim Kardashian there in, on, on the one hand, but that's not who you are. You want that virality, but I'm sensing you want the authentic Melanie version that creates yeah. that virality. Does that resonate? Exactly. Exactly. I want to find 
my own authenticity in my own content and feel good about the things that I'm messaging in. Beautiful. And tell me a little bit more about, because this is the journey. It's always a journey of growth and it's a journey of thinking about this authentic self, this authentic Melanie. What might be two or three characteristics that would help you step into your authentic self and create this next level of impact that we know you're capable of making? One thing that I've struggled a lot with is who is that authentic me? Like, I don't know if founders go through this because I've always been so sure of exactly who I am and what I want to be for a long time. But as I've reached certain steps of ticking things off, I guess there's a element of, I don't know if it's an element of who am I authentically, like what is the character of me? And I don't know if that's because I'm also evolving of defining that. Is, does that happen? Is that like natural to be lost a little bit in that question? Completely. It's a completely normal question. And in fact, a lot of people are indeed lost. And I think what happens, Melanie, is that we see the likes of a Melanie, of a Kim Kardashian, or let's say other leaders that we might have worked for or worked with, and people that we've been impacted by. And we've maybe felt that we should be like this. So if we go back to the leadership and the multipliers, you know, you can, I see a lot of leaders come in and say to me, what type of leader should I be? I feel like I need to be X, Y, and Z. I need to be bold. I need to be firm. But actually, they are out of alignment with that. And so there's a real similarity. It's about coming back to yourself, understanding what's important to you, what your values are, you stand for what's important to you and then from there explore that as you're saying it what's really important to me is connection and connecting with my team I remember I had a boss and I shared no level of connection and when he was like teaching me like how to be a leader you know he had no emotion and as I was becoming a leader in you know corporate world and evolving one thing that people always told me is you can't be friends with your employees right but I started going against that in my later in my career and I started becoming quite close with you know my team that I was managing back then and I've always taken that on like my team is like my friends you know they're like my family and you know that's who I am authentically like we have a team that I deeply care about. Like I don't start meetings with my team on what you're going to achieve. I want to know what happened on their weekend, what's actually going on in their life. And, you know, I want to go visit my team. I want to go to Philippines and see my Philippines staff. I want to go and spend time with my staff that lives in like a regional town because, or just spend time with them because I love the fact that the connection that I can create within And it comes back to the leader to be able to create that environment where people actually speak up and safely can say, you know what, I just wanted to share that my fiancé had a miscarriage or something to be able to create that authentically when I was 
that feels really real to me and that's the kind of leader that I'm really wanting to be because I've seen what comes out in people. Like you remove the fear-based leadership, which was what I was taught in, you know, earlier on in my career. So connection with people, connection where you feel truly from your heart is something that's really authentic to me and it's what I want to create more of. So in my clients, I want to have that, you know, real relationship and friendship. That's what really gets me going is when your clients are your friends and your employees are your friends and I don't believe in that, you know, that's your friends and that's your work. Like that's not who I am and that makes me feel uncomfortable when people try and have put that into my mind. So I think connection is who I authentically am and I want to create emotion and connection for people also through that content, like make them feel connected. That's really what is who I want to be. That is so beautiful. And I think that that connection is something I resonate with a lot. And I can feel that as you're talking, I can see how important that is to you. And what I'm seeing is that, you know, with connection, when you have this great level of connection, can you describe how you feel and how your team feels around you? What level of trust do you have? Yeah, it's, I feel like the team are so grateful. They're always like, how can I do more? How can I be there more? You know, even when I can see if the business has ever gone through a tough time or a tough period, they're just like rallying on and saying, you know, what can we do? Because we really want to make this work because we want to be part of this culture. Like no one wants to leave an organization when they feel connected to it. No one can buy the employees and not for sale when you can create connection. I had a previous business where I didn't have connection with a business partner of mine and I remember the turnover in that business. You know, people came, people left and they were there for a paycheck. But if you can create connection in a business, the loyalty that you find from people. And it doesn't mean you have to be nice to people all the time, that you have to be like, I don't need to tell them anything. Like connection allows you to be more honest, transparent, give feedback because now you've got that trust and you can let them know, you know what, I didn't like that. I don't want it to be done that way. And because they know you, they've got a connection with you. They know where you're coming from. So they're able to actually take on that feedback and go, not fear. It's not a fear that, oh, you know, he doesn't like me. I might actually, you know, I'm not valued here because the connection empowers you to have very direct and conversations much more quicker than having to do these 360 roundtable feedback loops that you do in corporate. I'm just loving what you're saying. And the connection is absolutely key. And I would equate it to trust. What you're building is such a level of connection and understanding that your team feels seen, they feel heard. And as you say, there's that transparency. And what I see is that at the heart of multiplier leadership is indeed trust, is created through connection and understanding. And when you create this deep trust, you may not hit it on the head, Melanie, they feel safe, they're loyal, but equally, you are able to challenge and stretch 
and empower them. And this is part of multiplier leadership. Multiplier leadership is not just the let's be nice and fluffy around everyone and you know everyone's our friends. Yes, we get on with everyone. But it's like the yin and there's a yin and a yang. So you can have this great culture. And within that, you're stretching, you're empowering, and you're unlocking that potential that's in yourself and in your team. And that is at the heart of multiplier leadership. So if we take this, Melanie, back to you, and we take this back to you and your authentic self, you were saying that next level of Melanie has this great level of connection. And I'm going to add trust in there because I believe that's what you're doing. Tell me how else is the next level of Melanie showing up? I want to give back. I want to truly pay it forward. I was born in Bangladesh, a third world country. I have seen poverty at its worst. You know, I've seen women just leave their children on a drain because they couldn't afford to feed the child, you know, and that it was such an impoverished situation that I've, you know, that I've been blessed to leave that country and been given the opportunity to, you know, go to university, which is, you know, many women in that country never get access to. I've been given opportunity to, you know, work in a corporate and then run my own business. Like I've been given this opportunity, but I also got given that experience early on. My first five, six years was in this country. And I think that the purpose, the reason I had that experience was because I believe someone much more bigger gave me that experience to do something with that experience. It wasn't just, you know, a chance. So I always think how can I, you know, make sure that I pay that forward and I make access and equality available for people that really want it. I'm not there just impact everyone and, you know, I want to just uplift hunger. But for me, it's like there's people there that really want to get out or they want to get to the next level how can that happen? And not just not on that level. There's also people just in any country around the world that they want to get to the next level. So, you know, it's easy to actually penetrate at the level of people that are maybe right now able to move and leave a corporate job and get into business, right? They've, they're much more closer to be able to make that jump than, say, someone that is in a third world country and cannot access internet, like, you know, impact them it's going to take a lot more longer and planning and how I'm going to do that at a, a scale. But that person that's sitting on corporate and thinking, can I do this? Like they are almost, they're so much better off and they can do that shift. So, you know, for me, when I think about how I want to show up is I want to do the low hanging fruit. Like the way I want to go about this is do low hanging fruit, empower those that are just on the edge and take them to the next, you know, part so that's how I'd like to show up is, you know, anyone really like the bigger goal is how do I remove that disadvantage and provide access? Access to internet is the first number one thing. That's the biggest scale. But anyone that's on the edge, how do I take them to the next level of empowerment by just listening to, you know, this is what's happened to me, you can too. I absolutely love this desire and this passion that you've got. And that's at the heart of a multiplier. It's having something that you really want to transform 
something that you believe in and you really want to, I can see, feel that you want to create this change. So, to you know, I'm conscious of sort of time. And, and what I'd say is what I would do is if you were my client, the way I'd work at this is really create this vision of Melanie in the future, of this authentic Melanie where your heart is singing, you've got this connection and this trust. You're, it's even deeper with your team, you're expanding this team. And then you're creating this ripple effect out and having this impact. And I'd start to get you to see about things who is that Melanie? What are the qualities that you would be showing up as? And what we would do is intentionally create this future self, this future version of Melanie. It's all there, all the seeds are there, Melanie. But they just need to grow and they need to grow into this amazing plant and tree. And that's what we're doing. We're intentionally creating those seeds and then watering them and giving them the sunshine by focusing and becoming aware of them. And then as you are stepping in and embodying this new future self, you will start to think differently. You will start to feel a new level of confidence because we would also use things like visualization. So I get you to imagine. Maybe we'll do it now. Melanie, imagine, let's say, three years' time. Just let's close our eyes for a minute. You have created a change beyond anything you ever could have dreamt of. You've impacted millions of people around the world. And people around you are thanking you for what you've done. And this is on the contribution side. And your clients and your followers are just so incredibly grateful for all the support you have given them and the transformation that you have created in their business. How do you feel about yourself now? What is that level of confidence that you feel? Well, I feel really happy to see that impact interesting about the confidence part like do I feel more confident because of that I want to do more when I hear that I want to do more I want them to now I want my clients to go to the even next phase of not just content but work on themselves also internally so they can give themselves more to content like I really believe spirituality mindset retreats like bringing that whole side of things like what you're doing to my every one of my clients you know what I imagine for my clients what I imagine for them is when they actually join 
this program of, you know, we're going to transform them, that they would work with a coach to actually get clarity on who they are, who their brand is, what they want to represent. Like I'd want them to go through a true transformational journey, not just through how they look on social media and what we're doing as, you know, as content, but I want them to actually be really feeling themselves. And, you know, that's why I guess, Tracy, why I'm so attracted to when we talk and everything, because it's not just about the external, which is what I'm showing up for, but if they can work on the internal, they will have so much better brand and content because then they actually know what they authentically want to say rather than we're trying to draw it. Like if you're really clear and you're having those true authentic experiences, people feel that in your content. And what I love about my clients is they're super successful. They've been through so much. I can actually show that to other people and not just me transforming all the people I want to transform. I can have a multiplier effect if they can too because they're super inspirational. You've hit it on the head. And the more you can connect to yourself, we are, everything starts from us. And the more we can connect to who we are and what feels authentic, as you were saying, who is that authentic Melanie? What are your values? What is important to you? And then also understand within our mindset, what are the areas that hold us back? What are maybe those beliefs that we have about ourselves or those limitations that are limiting us? Okay, we might still be doing well, but what else is possible? I always am blown away that experts tend to say that we typically use 10% of our potential. Now, maybe the clients you and I work with are high achievers, and maybe they're actually using three or four times that. But even if they are, they're still only functioning at 40% that potential. So if we could help them unlock 20, 30, 40% more by discovering who they are, shedding those that older version of themselves, we all have limitations, we all have blind spots, and we all have limiting beliefs. And when we upgrade ourselves, who we're being, and our mindset, that's at the core of unlocking our potential. But it starts with us, which is exactly what you're saying. And when you can get your clients to connect to who they are, and in fact, grow into themselves more, They'll be able to channel that through their content, through their brand, and just create more value in the world. Because isn't that what we're all here to do? We're all here wanting to make an impact and have a positive ripple effect. But it all starts with us. I wanted to ask you about fear, because you said, you know, there's things that are holding us back and I had a guest on here earlier and he uses fear to drive, you know, success in, you know, his business or he's, he's a big wave surfer. So, you know, the fear inside of him is what actually uh, is a very famous big wave surfer. And, you know, he uses that and channels those fears. And then that's what uses to motivate. I wanted to hear, is that for, um, from a mindfulness and from leadership is, you know, is that something that, we should focus on because 
one thing about mindset that I've always, you know, been accustomed to is, you know, focus on positivity, focus on creating, like don't think about the negative parts of it or think about it but think about, you know, what you want to create because that will help you get over any of those limitations. But should we focus and explore the fear in us and for how long is, you know, justifiable as, you know, so daily if you're thinking and doing mindset work, what should we be doing in regards to those fears? Wonderful question. And I think as you're, as the gentleman you're talking about said, there are different ways of doing it. I think some people face their fear and see it as an opportunity and realize that growth lies on the other side of that fear. And the reality is we're always going to have a bit of fear. It's normal. If we're going to create a next big shift, there will be a bit of a bit of uncertainty and oh my goodness, what's going to happen? And seeing that to an extent as being normal is good. And then thinking about, I would go back to the identity of who would I be when I've created that change? So that is one way. But I also believe that it can be useful to just identify what is the fear? What is that fear that is holding us back? Because I like to think of fear as an acronym. False evidence appearing real. And so sometimes this fear, it's a story we're telling in our mind. You know, Melanie, we're adding meaning to everything in this world. And for some people, some people will label it as an opportunity. Some people will label it as, oh my goodness, this is holding me back. So it's tuning into, is it false evidence appearing real? What is that story? that I'm telling myself? And is it true? And who might I be if I got rid of that fear? What would I be able to do? I notice you're smiling. Is there is there any fear? Is there anything that you might have in your mind that resonates with, oh, maybe that is false evidence appearing real? It's funny because I've been a very confident person all my life. But I think my fear, it's like, am I really good enough? You know, am I really that good? And I've always thought I am because I've had this or that, but it's strange how it comes up. Um, And you see people and you go, they are so confident. And they, you know, you look at, you know, big stars, you look at isn't leaders and you're like you know but one thing it's like am I really good enough like to do all these things am I really good enough to grow and carry a team and you know keep it all connected like I envision am I really you know because like every CEO like we have our moments where we sit there in bed and no one knows you're just sitting there and crying and you're st- or you're sitting there and having moments of my God, like, what am I doing? Like, you know, is this having impact? You're sometimes asking themselves, what is my actual service? You know, am I, I'm creating videos for people. Like, is is that the impact? So, you know, like you can be that naive to go, 
what is my business? It's just like, you know, I just create videos or you can be like, I'm creating message or you can turn that around and go, I'm creating messages and I'm transforming someone's brand and I'm creating human connection to their actual company. You can have it look at it that way or you can look at it as dull as I'm just creating videos, you know, and you have those moments as a person that's like, you know, wants to have impact and you're like, am I really making impact? Am I really doing, is this all really worth it? You know, so my fear and sometimes is like, you know, am I doing something good enough? Am I good enough to do something even, you know, more? Am I giving everything? Because as a child, I remember teachers used to tell me she's got so much potential. So when I hear you say this word potential, right, it drives also huge fear in me because I think I'm never going to unlock my full potential because that's what the teachers used to say to my mom and dad. She's got so much potential and it made me feel like she's saying that she's got so much potential but she's not achieving it. You know, she's not achieving her full potential. That's why she received a B, not an A or something, or she didn't receive an A+. And so when I hear this word potential, I always feel like that teacher going, she's got a lot of potential, you know, but my fear is that, you know, I'm not unlocking my full potential. I never will lock my full potential. Maybe I'm just not good enough and that's that teacher that was making me feel that it takes me there so yeah that's my fear is maybe I'm not good enough to actually lock my full potential and there is always so much there but I'll never unlock it beautiful beautiful and thank you for sharing I think you know that's a very common fear actually am I good enough and can I unlock this potential And what's coming to my mind is a quote, which I can't remember 100% by Marianne Williamson, which was basically the heart of it is around saying our biggest fear is the impact that we could have. And, And it's exactly this. It's that we're almost nervous about how incredible we could be that we retreat. But Melanie, that is normal. And this is what we would do is peel back and say, hey, well, let's explore in what way, what would be the impact and how would that feel? And it's moving from that fear and creating possibility and playing with that and then going into the mindset of what are the shifts in the beliefs about yourself that we need to create? And how we could we see potential not as a, oh, she hasn't unlocked it, she's not done good enough, well enough, but wow, what else is there that you could impact? And that is what I, that's what I explore with a lot of my clients. What else could you achieve? What if? And then you start to look at what are those obstacles getting in the way? And A lot of them, as we say, are the obstacles we're putting in the way. So it's us becoming mindful and intentional about where we would love to go when we have unlocked more and more of that potential. Then creating you, I can feel you're an emotional person, creating that, connecting to that impact and getting you to Feel that emotional connection, which I'm sure is what you do with your content. And then through that, we're we're getting you to to then 
take away those layers of the onion that are holding you back. Tell me, like for you, because the thing that really stands out for me with you is you have taken businesses and exited in, you know, multiple figures. Now, we, a lot of the people that you have, normal coaches that come in and they're very spiritual and they're, you know, they might not have ever done business themselves or some of them, yes, have or maybe didn't get success, but you actually have done business and had huge amounts of success in it. Where in that journey was there like a shift that happened in you where you all of a sudden go, wow, this is now all happening for me? Do you recall like, you know, those moments where you maybe realised it was all mindset and it wasn't actually maybe all operational in business? Take me to, you know, through your thing. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Because, you know, when we had our business, we were very much, like most business owners, very much looking at strategy and what do we need to do? And my big light bulb moment was when another coach came into our business. And it was like these light bulb moments that I just felt inspired by, my goodness, there's a new area that I had, I didn't, well, I knew a little bit about, but I had no idea of that impact. And I can almost remember myself sitting in a room and thinking, wow, we're doing really well. But what if we could embrace this mindset? What if we could ripple this out through the organization? What else could we create? And Melanie, this is what sent me on my, led me on my journey into coaching and particularly into mindset because I knew there was something else. And I don't know how I did it now because I was working five days a week and, you know, it was intense. But I started to train as a coach on the side. I knew there was more. And I knew that when I understood the mindset, then I would be able to go deeper. And this journey has been, well, it's taken me over the last six years or so, combining the commercial aspects, mindset, and now deeper into identity and to some extent in spirituality. And it's like I'm connecting the threads and I'm able to link them all together. I wish I'd known then what I know now, because I think the impact would have been different. You know, I had times of real struggle. We all did. And it's not to say you won't now, but you're able to be more intentional about creating the results you want. And so I feel really blessed. I feel really blessed to be able to combine my business, my commercial, my leadership experience of having run a big organization, had people from different backgrounds and and cultures, and now being able to weave in this mindset and the identity, and especially this multiplier concept, because I'm seeing the impact it now has with with the founders that I work with. And not only with them, but also, Melanie, with their teams because this is what I do. I help them. And then I help them develop the high performance teams, because as a lot of owner led businesses, what you can see is that they're often pulling the business along. But that's not sustainable. 
So they need to transform into this great leader who then brings along a high-performance team. And that's what I love doing because that's what really unlocks potential. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it's all about the team. I was thinking today or yesterday, I was thinking about really two different types of founders that I come across regularly. And I want to share it with you and see if you kind of, you know, see this too. So in my world, I see two types. One that is super, super, super successful, you know, like successful in the way that, you know, they're in the hundred million range of, you know, that's the kind of turn around that they've done or raise or, and then there's another type of founder that's super cool. And they're going to be in their five to 10 mil million, you know, turnaround of, you know, revenue every year. And they kind of, for some reason, always stay within that range. And they're still really smart. They're really operationally, really, really good. But the way that these two types of founders, like what makes them really different, I was thinking, what makes them really different? And I was like, I just want to make sure I'm, you know, one of those types. And I've realized that the attention to detail, right, of a founder that has reached huge success, it's they're so high level. They start not caring about small little things like, oh, there was a subtitle error here or the way they can make decisions so quickly. was super quick. I, they just go for it when they are becoming this multiplier or this big, you know, they, I don't know if it's because they're more clear And this different type of founder, but they're growing not at that same speed because they're really granular and they're really focused on making sure that they don't make any mistakes, you know, like, and really safe. And there's nothing wrong with either of them because I think that each person, as long as they're feeling comfortable in their skin and everything. But when I aspire to be, you know, someone, right, I feel like I can relate to it. I feel that I definitely don't want to be the attention to detail type. I've never been that. I know I don't care if a piece of content goes out and as long as you can understand what that English meant for you, you know, it doesn't bother me because I don't, I want my team to be working on creative stuff, not like, oh, now go and render that video for another hour so that can get, that's who I am. It's my imprint. And it's funny because when I sometimes work with a different style of founder to the one that, you know, I'm used to being or I'm used to seeing sometimes, it's funny because sometimes they'll say, you know, your is your content going to be really good because you've got spelling errors in your own video, you know, and is English your second language of your ghostwriters? And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm just, it's my content. So, you know, I just, I don't look at it that granularly. So I'm cool. I feel that there's, you know, some people that make it super big and super quick and super fast and I think their mindset and their the way they think is got to be it's just they're just different Tracy they're just different and that's what I've seen and I've experienced and I see lots of successful business owners that are doing very attention to detail stuff but they don't get that scalability and I'm I'm very cautious and I'm now observing that because I know what I want to become and I want to observe how other people and their skills are what have you kind of noticed that in people like you know that you've coached like they'll make a really decision quickly like tell me about your kind of when you look at what your world looks like when you put them completely resonates and uh, and what I'd say is 
the one at 5 million probably wants to become the one at 100 million. Do you see that? That they have that aspiration, but something's yes, holding them back. Yes, okay. they do. And what I see is, you're right, it's a different way of thinking. The 100 million plays with possibility. They create different scenarios. They're challenging assumptions a lot more about what is possible rather than and going for the unknown. And I also think another big area, it's not just the mindset, sort of externally, but again, if we bring it back to them, it's also how they feel about themselves. So I always say you're never going to outperform your self-image. So the 100 million sees themselves, it's working intentionally or unconsciously or unconsciously about becoming this 100 million, 300 million founder. And they are constantly growing and they're seeing themselves growing. Whereas the other, for whatever reason, beliefs, blind spots, is limiting themselves. And they're not seeing themselves as being that bigger founder. And, but they probably don't realize that. In fact, they probably don't. They will not realize that 100%. It's all around the identity, the shift. How do you think about yourself? What's in there? What's holding you back? And then the mindset. What are you focusing on? And I loved what you said about decision making. The hundred millions are making decisions quickly. And the others are getting caught in the, in the weeds, shall we say. And they're looking at the low exactly. value rather than the high value. What's really going to move the needle on my business? Exactly. Exactly. Even when you know, when you work with someone, Tracy, like how long it takes them to decision to probably engage with you. You know, the yes. ability to go, yes, I can straight away engage or I'm still going to go think about this for five months if I need this or not, you know, and they can't even say a no. Hmm. On, on the decision so you know what I see those level of founders they just go yeah I'm just gonna do it and if it doesn't work that's fine like I'll fail fast but I'm gonna take the risk I don't care or you know no but I think that's what a great founder has and and I definitely want to make sure that my mindset and everything around me really embodies that you know high level rather than that, you know, getting down in the grunt work because you always stay so small doing that and you never can actually work on big strategical issues and expansion. Absolutely. I love what you just said there about failures or, or indeed setbacks. I think the 100 million realise that actually we are going to do some things that are going to work and some things that aren't. But it's viewing them as learnings, as insights, as growth rather than, oh my goodness, this has gone wrong. Oh, this is just absolutely terrible. And and that is a big shift in it. Well, that's a big difference between the 5 million and the 100 million. You see that you, you're going to stumble. We all do, but that's okay. That's the journey. The question is, do you have the capacity and do you reflect on what those insights are? on what those learnings are. Because I believe every setback happens for a reason. And the more we tune into it, the more we're able to leverage it. 
you've said some really powerful sentences today as well, I might as well say. Like it's really impacted me about, you know, you can only be as expanded as your self-image of yourself. Like, you know, that's really left a mark on me. I actually marked it on the podcast to take out as a quote so that you share that with everyone else in your next LinkedIn post, just that part with your photo and it's just that because it's just, it's so empowering to know that, you know, like that's that's as big depending on what you're thinking. So super powerful. So yeah, I just thought, you know, we have to take that part out and share that just quote with your face or you looking at it. It's just too good. That is the core, Melanie. You know, it's about growing yourself. And I think when I look at founders and they're looking at where do I invest? And they're often looking at what strategies, how do I do all these things? I can invest in this, I can invest in that. But actually, Mm -hmm. I really believe the investment that has the highest ROI for a founder is investing in themselves. Working out, who are they? In growing that concept of themselves, expanding their mindset, shifting from a potential diminishing type of leader to the multiplier, because that's how you unlock potential. And that's why it's so fundamental for founders to invest in themselves. And then as we see, Melanie, that will have the ripple effect through your work as well. And it'll enable you to get them to have even more impact. Exactly. Well, it's been so eye-opening, Tracy, and I love doing this with you. I was kind of, you know, nervous as to where it's going to go, but it's so refreshing. I feel so much alive. I just want to go journal after talking journal, to you. I think that's absolutely. probably natural, like, you know, <laughs> journaling and being like, you know, the clarity. I'll definitely be listening again to what I said and that's the power of being able to record it is to be able to listen to it again. If someone's thing on and they really enjoyed it and they want more amazing deep questions like the ones you pose me being asked to them as they're going through this how can they get in touch with you or how can you know is that you know some sort of event or anything that you're running where they can you know get more exposure to you absolutely i've got actually a masterclass an online interactive masterclass which is free and i'm running it on tuesday the 6th of december at 9 a.m uk time and it's going to be about how to become a multiplier And I'm going to be digging in, Melanie, to all these areas around your future self, your mindset and habits. And I'm all about adding value. I'm genuinely here to make sure that when everyone that comes onto that masterclass will leave with golden nuggets, like I hope you have today. And on my LinkedIn profile, I will be having a place to register. I'm also got a a LinkedIn events page. And then follow me on LinkedIn and get in touch, send me a direct mail and I love talking to founders and I'm very much around, just like you, creating connection and understanding people. And then if I can add that, if I can can help them, amazing. And if I can't, I know that I will have helped them gain some insights. Amazing. It's been so good and I'm so looking forward to someone else listening on and having that same journey and you know, hopefully you're listening to those questions that she asked me and like they're helping you reflect as well 
because that's why we wanted to do this. It's why we wanted to open this up so you can actually, so if you didn't do that, go back and listen one more time and really take in those questions and just pause and ask yourselves what she was asking me. It's powerful. It will give you clarity. Thank you so much. You're listening to Innovative Minds. Tune in every Thursday and spark your mind.